Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. This is the Wikipedia page for J. Robert Oppenheimer, part two of two. Welcome to WikiListen, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Bernardo, KSN, reminding you all to subscribe. That's right. Subscribe and happy part two. Um, on this episode, we're going to be reading exclusively the Manhattan Project and the Los Alamos section. It is pretty long, so that's all we're going to get to. Yes, and this is history, so no spoilers for the movie, but there you go. Yeah, so this is history. But if you haven't seen the movie, then that's, this is, you know, might be, some of this information may be surprising. Yeah. Manhattan Project. Los Alamos. Main article, Los Alamos Laboratory. On October 9th, 1941, two months before the United States entered World War II, President Franklin D. Roosevelt approved a crash program to develop an atomic bomb. In May 1942, National Defense Research Committee Chairman James B. Conant, who had been one of Oppenheimer's lectures at Harvard, invited Oppenheimer to take over work on fast neutron calculations, a task Oppenheimer threw himself into with full vigor. He was given the title Coordinator of Rapid Rupture, which specifically referred to the propagation of a fast neutron chain reaction in an atomic bomb. One of his first acts was to host a summer school for bomb theory in Berkeley. The mix of European physicists and his own students, a group including Robert Serber, Emil Konopinski, Felix Bloch, Hans Baith, and Edward Teller, kept themselves busy by calculating what needed to be done and in what order to make the bomb. Bomb theory. In June 1942, the U.S. Army established the Manhattan Engineer District to handle its part in the atom bomb project, beginning the process of transferring responsibility from the Office of Scientific Research and Development to the military. In September, Leslie Groves was appointed director of what became known as the Manhattan Project. He selected Oppenheimer to head the project's secret weapons laboratory. This choice surprised many because Oppenheimer had left-wing political views and no record as a leader of large projects. Grove was concerned by the fact that Oppenheimer did not have a Nobel Prize and might not have the prestige to direct fellow scientists. Oh my god! demanding that a person have a Nobel Prize to prove their worthiness of leading a project? That is some high standards. Wait, did Groves have a Nobel Prize? Was that one of the things that we learned earlier? Because is it that he's comparing him to himself? He's like, he doesn't even have a Nobel Prize. I'm not sure. He wants to lead? Let's find out. Command F. So the only reference to the word Nobel on Leslie Grove's Wikipedia page has to do with him being upset with Oppenheimer for not having a Nobel Prize. So that makes me think that this man does not have a Nobel Prize. It's just what Groves is known for. 
hating on uh, scientists with, without Nobel Prizes. <laughs> like, what a standard. Unbelievable. Groves was impressed by Oppenheimer's singular grasp of the practical aspects of the project and by the breadth of his knowledge. As a military engineer, Groves knew that this would be vital in an interdisciplinary project that would involve not just physics, but also chemistry, metallurgy, ordnance, and engineering. Groves also detected in Oppenheimer something that many others did not, an overweening ambition that Groves reckoned would supply the drive necessary to push the project to a successful conclusion. Isidore Rabi considered the appointment a real stroke of genius on the part of General Groves, who was not generally considered to be a genius. Oppenheimer and Groves decided that for security and cohesion, they needed a centralized secret research laboratory in a remote location. Scouting for a site in late 1942, Oppenheimer was drawn to New Mexico, not far from his ranch. On November 16, 1942, Oppenheimer, Groves, and others toured a prospective site. Oppenheimer feared that the high cliffs surrounding the site would feel claustrophobic and there was concern about possible flooding. He then suggested a site that he knew well, a flat mesa near Santa Fe, New Mexico, which was the site of a private boys' school, the Los Alamos Ranch School. The engineers were concerned about the poor access road and the water supply, but otherwise felt that it was ideal. The Los Alamos Laboratory was built on the site of the school, taking over some of its buildings, while many new buildings were erected in great haste. At the laboratory, Oppenheimer assembled a group of the top physicists of the time, which he called the Luminaries. That's interesting. So that's like a little bit of a change from the creative dramatic effect that they did in the movie. When well, they got to listen, this don't, don't spoil the movie for people yet. Because not everybody will have seen it. Wait till it gets the home video. All right. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message while you read up on bomb theory. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you for listening to that message. And you're welcome to those of you who are happy that I told Rachel not to spoil the Oppenheimer movie yet. And hopefully, while you were reading about bomb theory, you didn't get banned from TSA PreCheck. Oh, I'm so sorry that we have unleashed that upon the world. What, getting banned from TSA PreCheck? No, your joke. The joke you just made. I made a very funny joke. Really? What was it? It's not something that you said recently, right? 
Yeah, it was a second ago when I made the joke about Wiki listeners getting banned from TSA PreCheck because they learned about bomb theory. Oh, that was the joke? That was the joke. Oh, wild. Yeah, it's really funny. It is not. What would make it funnier? (laughs) I don't think there's anything that can make that one funny. I'm so sorry. I think you should just let it go. Los Alamos was initially supposed to be a military laboratory, and Oppenheimer and other researchers were to be commissioned into the army. He went so far as to order himself a lieutenant colonel's uniform and take the army physical test, which he failed. Army doctors considered him underweight at 128 pounds, 58 kilograms, diagnosed his chronic cough as tuberculosis, and were concerned about his chronic lumbosacral joint pain. The plan to commission scientists fell through when Robbie and Robert Bacher balked at the idea. Opponent Groves and Oppenheimer devised a compromise whereby the laboratory was operated by the University of California under contract to the War Department. It soon turned out that Oppenheimer had hugely underestimated the magnitude of the project. Los Alamos grew from a few hundred people in 1943 to over 6,000 in 1945. Oppenheimer at first had difficulty with the organizational division of large groups, but rapidly learned the art of large-scale administration after he took up permanent residence on the Mesa. He was noted for his mastery of all scientific aspects of the project and for his efforts to control the inevitable cultural conflicts between scientists and the military. He was an iconic figure to his fellow scientists, as much as a symbol of what they were working toward as a scientific director. Victor Weisskopf put it thus, Oppenheimer directed these studies, the theoretical and experimental in the real sense of the words. Here his uncanny speech is in grasping the main points of any subject was a decisive factor. He could acquaint himself with the essential details of every part of the work. He did not direct from the head office. He was intellectually and physically present at each decisive step. He was present in the laboratory or in the seminar rooms. When a new effect was measured, when a new idea was conceived, it was not that he contributed so many ideas or suggestions. He did so sometimes, but his main influence came from something else. It was his continuous and intense presence which produced a sense of direct participation in all of us. It created that unique atmosphere of enthusiasm and challenge that pervaded the place throughout its time. Was that a French accent or a Spain-Spanish accent? That was my German accent. With a lot of European Dracula. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) At this point in the war, there was considerable anxiety among the scientists that the German nuclear weapons program might be progressing faster than the Manhattan Project. In a letter dated May 25th, 1943, Oppenheimer responded to a proposal by Fermi to use radioactive materials to poison German food supplies. Oppenheimer asked Fermi whether he could produce enough strontium without letting too many in on the secret. Oppenheimer continued, I think we should not attempt a plan unless we can poison food sufficient to kill a half of a million men. 
Wow. In 1943, development efforts were directed to a plutonium gun-type fission weapon called Thin Man. Initial research of the properties of plutonium was done using cyclotron-generated plutonium-239, which was extremely pure, but could be created only in tiny amounts. When Los Alamos received the first sample of plutonium from the X-10 graphite reactor in April 1944, a problem was discovered. Reactor-bred plutonium had a higher concentration of plutonium-240, making it unsuitable for use in a gun-type weapon. Oh no, it's Professor Plutonium. That's a real reference, I swear. In July 1944, Oppenheimer abandoned the gun design in favor of an implosion-type weapon. Using chemical explosive lenses, a subcritical sphere of fissile material could be squeezed into a smaller and denser form. The metal needed to travel only very short distances, so the critical mass would be assembled in much less time. In August 1944, Oppenheimer implemented a sweeping reorganization of the Los Alamos laboratory to focus on implosion. He concentrated the development efforts on the gun-type device, a simpler design that only had to work with uranium-235 in a single group. This device became Little Boy in February 1945. After a mammoth research effort, the more complex design of the implosion device known as the Christie Gadget after Robert Christie another student of Oppenheimer's, was finalized in a meeting in Oppenheimer's office on February 28, 1945. In May 1945, an interim committee was created to advise and report on wartime and post-war policies regarding the use of nuclear energy. The interim committee established a scientific panel consisting of Oppenheimer, Arthur Compton, Fermi, and Lawrence to advise it on scientific issues. In its presentation to the interim committee, the panel offered its opinion not just on atomic bombs' likely physical effects, but also on its likely military and political impact. This included opinions on such sensitive issues as whether the Soviet Union should be advised of the weapon in advance of its use against Japan. And that's where we're going to end it for today. Incredible stuff. So true, Bestie. What did you just say? called you bestie oh that's very nice don't drop an atomic bomb on my heart <laughs> I mean, i'm not i'm not dropping an atomic bomb on your heart i was saying this very nice thank you this is very nice this has been the wikipedia page for j robert oppenheimer part two of two Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Like, my heart is being shattered. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.